You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. Man, we are, uh, we're going to have to edit that intro, I think, because Conor McGregor's triumphant voice at the end is not fitting the tone of what we have seen, what we have watched through now six episodes of The Ultimate Fighter uh, Season 31. Thanks, everyone, for joining us on the sixth episode of Tough Hang. Uh, I am one of your co-hosts, as always, Alexander K. Lee. Uh, your usual co-host, Connor Burks, GC, a little under the weather, unfortunately, will not be joining us this evening, uh, but but. Producer extraordinaire E. Casey Lydon is with us, as always, and happy to also uh, provide some co-hosting duties, which you really do anyway, which you really do anyway. Uh, episode six, Break Your Nose. That is a, That was an episode title fairly somewhat appropriate. Uh, came up a couple of times, I think, this episode. I want to talk about some alternate I, I, I'm really titles enjoying, later. I'm, I'm enjoying finding the titular line in the episode. It's, it's exciting. It's exciting. It is, yeah. Well, there was a couple where we were left wanting, and it was just disturbing to like why. Yeah. And then we were left pondering why did they do this. Although, but as people can see, I, oh, I'm oh. in the the I'm in the GC cave here. Mm-hmm. Uh, GC is just off camera. He's puking his guts out because because he uh, celebrated so he freedom someone. way more than I did. Yeah. yeah, you know, I, listen, I'm in Canada, so we just did one day. We had Canada Day, July 1st, and we just celebrated politely and with, you know, uh, responsible <laughs> drinking. But in the U.S., I know you guys go first, second, third, fourth, probably 31st, probably starting the 31st, yeah, right? Whatever. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's freedom year. Yeah. I, it's so, a, it's yeah. really freedom year. Yeah. you start yeah. The celebration starts all over again tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So uh, congratulations, America, on another year. Well done. You did it again. We did and, uh, it. We GCF did it. She'll be fine. We did it. But if you Still hear here, really, here. really, <laughs> if you hear really loud retching in the background, that is just uh, GC on the couch over there, just uh, being completely sick. So uh, yeah, it'll just be the two of us today. And it's a shame GC's missing out, uh, Casey, because this was quite an episode. Uh, I think the first time I've really been surprised in a while because, uh, well, well, listen, we will get to the shove. That's what they should have called this episode. Yeah, the, the push, shove. the shove. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so we'll get to the push heard around the world, the most hyped moment well before the, uh, you know, when they were previewing the show. But let's talk about Kurt Holobaugh pulling off an incredible upset and comeback against uh, Lee Hammond, the top lightweight prospect on the show, probably. Uh, Conor McGregor's teammate, protege, dare I say. He was looking good. Casey Lee Hammond was looking good through a round. Uh, out grappling, you know, an, an older, more veteran guy with, who's known to have uh, good grappling skills. But second round comes along, and he just leaves an opening. Kurt Holba, a lot more experience, locks in a guillotine choke. And it didn't take too long for Lee Hammond to tap out. So, Casey, let me get your thoughts on the fight. Michael Chandler's team now 6-0, and and it's not looking great for Team McGregor with, with two fights remaining in the quarterfinals, I have to say. 
I will say this was for me the best episode of the season. I will mm. because the shock factor. Um, up until that point, it was a very run the mill episode. You no, know, blah blah blah. But coming into this, once they did all the uh, fight announcements, I was like, oh, I thought I thought um, Chandler's team would go undefeated, but this was the fight. I was like, oh, this one's gonna be the tough one. I really thought Hamlin was gonna win this fight. Um, and it seemed everything was because. The the they didn't explain how the matchups got made, right? They were just kind of made, right? In the first they episode. they evaluate they evaluated they were asked to evaluate the fighters on the first episode, so rank them from one to four. And then after the teams were made, they it was kind of kept secret. And then after the teams were made, they revealed who was one, who was two, who was three, who was four, and then one would face the four guy on the other team, two would face the three guy on the other team. So it kind of was explained, but not in a but they, degree, but like, they didn't explain why, why why we think Lee Hammond is our best lightweight and why we think Kurt Hollibaugh is our fourth they best lightweight. They didn't they didn't really they didn't go part. No. Okay, I was trying to remember. They didn't go into depth. And Connor yeah. said after actually that they, they thought him and uh, John Kavanaugh actually thought Kurt Hollibaugh was arguably the number one lightweight. Of Michael Chandler's, but he was he was oh. quote unquote fourth ranked, yeah, fourth ranked yeah. going to this, the, okay. the lowest ranked. Well, but I don't I don't think there's a lot of separation between Roosevelt Roberts and Kurt Hollibaugh when they were doing their evaluating. Frankly, but um, again, I wasn't in there. Like you said, they didn't break it down, so we don't really know. Yeah, well, fair enough. It felt like this was the episode. This was the matchup that, at least for Connor and SPG, that's really the, all they really cared about is Lee Hammond getting a, I think probably the most favorable matchup in the in the seedings or whatever you want to call it and this whole season for at least for connor's side seemed to be set up for lee hammond to win this fight at least and um i was shocked i was freaking it was, i was so shocked i i think but the, the first round kind of went as i expected to go um when was the submission about halfway through the second about halfway through, Dana White said something about like the, uh, after they didn't they never give a time on the show for some reason time yeah. of the stoppage. But Dana White said afterwards he was like less than two minutes away from maybe win, yeah, probably it felt, winning. Yeah, it, it felt about halfway to the point was I wasn't even looking at the screen when it happened. To be honest, I was actually looking down because I thought, okay, he's going to run this out. Um, Lee Hamm is not good enough to I think finish Kerhaba. Kerhaba is, is a tough vet, but um, I figured it was going to be a pretty easy, not easy, but pretty easy to judge twenty eighteen type of score and. Um, yeah, I just looked up and I saw that he was caught in that guillotine. I was like, whoa. And then, boom, he tapped. And that reaction from Connor, that kind of going bending over, folding over, and kind of on the ground, I think that was the most one of the most genuine emotions, reactions that we've seen on this show this, this year, this season. Um, that was, I think he was truly shocked that Lee Hammond lost that fight, as I was. And I, I mean, yeah, I think I wrote three times in my notes. I was like, what? What? No way. <laughs> no way. Because for the, fir for the first time, and, and, and for the first time in the whole season, I, I feel we actually got a true prospect versus vet fight. This yep. is like, this is a true prospect versus vet. Kurt Holliba is a guy, I don't think he was ever going to make it back to the UFC on his own just by winning on the regional scene. And Lee Hammond clearly was a guy that's been training since – he said he's been going to SPG since he's been like 12 or 14. Like this mm -hmm. was set up for him to at least make the finals of the show, honestly. And um, shocking. This is, this is, I, I was shocked. I was shocked. And um, yeah, it's Prospect versus Vet, and he truly won by just experience.
I don't think I don't think Carhalba's the better fighter, but he was the better fighter for that 30 seconds or that 10 seconds to get that to find that little mistake. And they did a great job in the replay too with showing Hammond. We just kind of stuck his head out from underneath and just left it there just for one second too long. And that's all it took. And um man, that's MMA. The first person to make a mistake loses the I'm sorry, loses the fight. And um, yeah, good, good episode. Good episode. Yeah, Lee Hammond, I think the second youngest guy on the show. Kurt Holloba, the oldest fighter on the show at 36 yeah, years old. Yeah, <laughs> that's crazy. A, 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 dec- a decade of age between them. Uh, Hammond undefeated as a pro so far. Extensive amateur career. Again, the McGregor Association with all the all the hype too. Remember, we had all the controversy before the show with McGregor supposedly getting his guys on the show and bumping off some other fighters. And you got to think, well, these guys, guys got to they got to be worth it, you know. And Lee Hammond's one of them. Lee Hammond's, you know, he just fought for he's he fought for Bellator. He did well there. Uh, I think he just had the, had the one fight, but it looked good in it. Uh, but listen, Casey, he, he, they, they even had this shot of Dana going before the fight starts, looking at looking at Hammond, going, "Whoa, look at that guy's frame. This guy is like big." Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, so uh, like, I was like, it was it was it was all set up for Hammond, and um, man, they got me. I was I was shocked. I was truly was Casey. Look, you know all about this. Not not to date you, but you know all about this. You you were a bit older than your opponent uh, in mm-hmm. your undefeated career, um, and you got that grown man strength, and you got that grown man strength because you know what? Because you got grown man problems, as yes. uh, Michael Chandler put it. This is I love. This is I, one of the. T- I really like that scene. I really enjoyed that <laughs> scene. That was good. There's a bunch of alternate titles. I feel like we had one of the, it. Shouldn't break your nose was okay. I mean, at least they said it in the episode. Grown man problems. Grown Maybe man that problems. would have. I don't know if that would have given away the results. But yeah, Chandler goes. Chandler's hypo speech is: He's stepping in a cage with a real man, with real bills to pay, with gyms that he owns. A grown man with grown man problems. Grown man ups and downs. And I thought, oh, well, this is kind of setting you up. Like I thought it was like setting you up to lose. Like, like okay, they're just saying like Kurt Hollibach. They're just giving him his respect. They're saying he's tough. His video, which again we have to get to, which is very important. Uh, we got to talk about the pet first, but his video, he looked like he's, he's living a pretty happy, comfortable life. He's got his 20 acres or whatever. He's got a beautiful mm-hmm. wife. He's got 40 farm animals, uh, five kids, I think, Ra- Raiden, Jaden, Jaden, Layden, Layden, Hayden. The girl's names, but the, the boys oh, yeah. all rhyming, which, he, which even he admitted was like, was confusing. So I was, was like, like, why would you do He this? was like, that was a bad idea. <laughs> he's like, but we're stuck with and, it. <laughs> And and uh, most important to our discussion of of the the ongoing pet curse, seven dogs, seven proudly stated. I've got se- they made sure to, the editing team made sure to include that line. Made sure to include. Oh, by the way, they, he has seven dogs. They're watching it. They're watching this, and they're 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 mm-hmm. recutting this to make us look dumb. <laughs> <laughs> but when we saw you, you messaged me before yeah, yeah. Uh, the episode was as soon over. As I heard and it. I, yes, and I was like, oh, he's dead. Yeah. Kurt Holobaugh's toast. Uh, they showed two of them, two huge, adorable dogs. He also has cats and donkeys, so there's all kinds of pets. But our point is, leading into this, uh, fighters who had their pets shown, four, uh, sorry, oh, and four fighters who had, had mentioned, specifically dogs, had mentioned they had dogs. Last episode, uh, we did not see a dog on either side, so we kind of just put that, uh, removed that from the data. But now dogs are back in full four seven. So I say the curse is broken. Casey, you and I had a little discussion. You say... You say no. You say that, that our data is still kind of solid, and there's a way to interpret. Yeah, this. well, clearly, clearly, it's it's six and under. If you have if you have six dogs or less, there's no way you win. Seven dogs plus, you win. 
you dominate. So yeah, so I, I, I for, for for time reasons, we didn't really get into the details of how many dogs you needed in the early episodes. But uh-huh. yes, but I guess it's time to you kind of reveal six dogs or less, yeah. no good. Seven dogs or more. I, you got it. I'm sorry, I didn't. I didn't finish my graphic. I hadn't. I was preparing a graphic where. So just picture, you know, a standard graphic, and then it's going to be backwards now because I'm pointing at the camera. A standard graphic, and then uh, a probability of losing going up. You know, one dog, two dogs. It's going up, 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 and then th- and then it peaks at two, I think. And then mm-hmm. if you add three, four, five, six, seven, then the, the arc starts going down. You got pretty standard graph, guys. Yeah, I mean, I'm yeah. sure you, you can picture what I'm talking about. Um, it's math. Uh, Statistics. You, it's just math. It's just math. So once you get seven, I mean, you're actually at that point, your probability of winning is like super high. So yeah. So again, so it, so, and honestly, Lee, Lee Hammond, he was he was toast from the beginning. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. He didn't realize it. <laughs> he was done. Seven dogs. So Kurt Alba, seven dogs, maybe the biggest underdog on the show. Again, depending who you ask. Apparently, McGregor and his team <laughs> thought very highly of him. They didn't really see this as as an upset. Um, they my thought note, my notes really are so funny. I just wrote, I wrote, dog, dog, Kurt's so gonna lose. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and you're not wrong. Right. Like every everything was set up for Hammond <laughs> to win. Uh, we could talk about more in the. Fight, uh, more about the fight in a bit we should get to the shove um yeah which was weirdly preceded by uh i'm glad mcgregor's supportive he was very supportive of uh, of course his boy he was kind of saying it was a flawless performance which i thought was a bit much he's like, it's a flawless I, thought, performance. I, thought, like I thought he was almost too supportive in the sense that yes he still lost and uh you he, he was talking to him like he just got robbed of a bad decision or something um just I don't know. I, I know you're saying, yeah, it wasn't uh, clearly wasn't a flawless performance. Yeah, be supportive, of course, but don't be delusional. Then again, if anyone has seen how McGregor handles a lot of his losses, perhaps this was accurate. I mean, he's he's been claiming he could, you know, uh, I had I have the tools to be Khabib Nurmagomedov for the last like four years. So uh, make of this what you will. But let's get to it. They get they get in the cage. Obviously, McGregor pretty heated. His team's down zero six. His protege just lost. Chandler's in there uh, talking some stuff. Really, just talking back to McGregor. Uh, and then they get into it, and then we get a, a face shove. You guys have seen this already. Uh, again, the clip went went all over the place. We wrote stories about it, uh, you know, in the lead up to the show. Dana, the, the the one the one thing that I think was added this time, I think that we didn't see was oh, Dana. Whoa, do a bit of a trot around the cage to get in and break things up. Uh, one of the I'll say just for the fight, one of the reasons we I think you thought Casey he was just going to ride it out is you know we do tend to look at how much time is left in the show. And we're like, if you're like me, I was like, oh boy, there's like maybe seven, like eight, seven minutes left with the fight still going. So Lee's going to ride this out for another couple of minutes and then we need time. We need like a full five minutes to do the shove thing. But by the time it got to the shove, there was actually only like two minutes or something left in the episode. So it was really strange. Casey, go ahead, break it down. What did you think of, again, what the moment that this whole season has really been built around? (laughs) I will say this: Now that we have more context of why the shove happened, it was actually more intense. I thought I I I was expecting more of a kind of like, oh, they're doing it for the camera, trying to build up a fight. But honestly, the with the loss of Hammond, the shocking loss that Hammond had, um, and kind of the emotions that were in that cage at the time, um, it actually did feel much more authentic. And I would say, uh, I don't know, if, I don't know if it's, it's scary the right word, but. Um, there was, I, I felt like there was real intensity in there and, um, yeah, it was actually, uh, it was more real than I thought it was going to be, if that makes sense. 
Wow, I really enjoyed this episode. What do you think of Chandler's reaction? Again, we should keep we should keep in mind, of course, it's edited. We don't know if there was more yeah. back and forth after the shove, but all we all we get is Chandler kind of going like, "Woo!" Like he's kind of jacked up, just like he's being professional. Obviously, he's not going to rush across the cage, just like tackle Connor. Um, yeah, Connor takes off the suits. Uh, did that satisfy? Did that make you kind of you know want to make sure that this fight happens? Because I, I think in the last couple of weeks we've sort of been, we sort of resigned ourselves well, like. Man, this fight is either not happening this year or never happening. Are you kind of like, man, are you back in now, Casey? You really need to see this. Uh, I'm not, I never needed to see them fight, honestly. Um, there, it, it, the fight makes sense. Cool. I'm not like, I'm like, oh, they have to fight now because of this 10 second drama they had. But, um, but I did like, I do like moments when we see fighters like guys like Chandler. I, I, I'm assuming Chandler is the type of guy that and this isn't a bad thing, but he's never gotten in a fight outside of the cage or outside of the, any sort of training training uh, room. Um, I just don't seem that type of guy. And when Con- when Connor pushed him, I think he said, "It's like, hey, if you want to do this, we'll do it now." You know, I always kind of like those moments when prize fighters become like, you know what, F it, let's fight. And I felt like that moment, Chandler was that guy. Like, oh, we're gonna fight now. Let's do this. I don't care about contracts, you know? And um, I don't know if Connor would have was was truly like wanted to fight right then, but I did feel Chandler was like, Yeah, we'll do this right now. Take the cameras away. Let's do this right now. I don't know. I will do this in an empty parking lot right now, you mm-hmm. and me. And um, I do feel there was that type of intensity there with, with Chandler. He wasn't he wasn't gonna be like, Oh, I'm gonna double leg you right now and fight you in the cage. Like, no, okay, we're gonna fight. All right, let's do this. We'll get our mouthpiece, let's do this. And um, I liked it. I liked it. Um, I'm no. I'm. This doesn't build up any more excitement for me toward the fight. That's not. That's never going to happen. <laughs> but in that moment, it was real. It was authentic. And um, yeah, it's 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 rare for me. It's rare to witness actually real emotions, re- real reality on a reality show. I like that aspect of it as well. I do. I do think you're right. It felt. For the first time this season, something felt real. Something besides the fighter stories. The fighter stories were lovely, yeah, yeah, and, and certainly I'm, I'm impactful between them but, and like the beef. And, but the you know, stuff actually whatever. in the house, yeah, yes, the beef and anything really happening in the house. Nothing has felt that important. Like mm-hmm. even the Brad Katona drama. Nothing. Uh, they, just, either either there was nothing, or they just didn't show us more. But it looked like that got diffused pretty quickly, or was never as big as an issue as they were sort of trying to present it. Uh, I'm trying to think. There was some like a little. We saw like the last time there was any crap talk between cast members. It was like episode two. Like one of the, I think it was Mando where Landon was like trash talking one of the one of the vets, and this nothing has come of that. That was like again a month ago now, in, in episode terms. So we really haven't gotten well, much real genuine drama, and this just did feel drama like, yeah. in this episode. I felt was, and I thought I don't know. Tell me, I, actually, I, I don't have a real good opinion on this, but the whole they actually did bring up the fact that Connor isn't there for the weigh-ins. Yes, finally. And, they had to because I assumed he would be at the Lee Hammond weigh-in. Yeah. You would think so. He was yeah. not there. Not there at all. And then, uh, you know, Chandler says this thing, you know, I'm here for, I'm here to show yes. support, you know, blah, blah. And then Connor tries to def- – they let Connor defend himself, but I didn't really understand his defense. Did you – I kind of went, what? I just try- went, what? He was trying to say, like, I'm there in the training room. Like, I'm there before the weigh-ins, before the fights. I'm there in the training room. I'm there helping them cut weight. Like, I'm there, which I, we, we don't see that either. But yeah. we assume, you know, we assume it's, he might be there. So he's trying to say, like, hey, I was there doing the Just because you don't see me at the weigh-in and you don't see me in the corner doesn't mean I'm not there. Like, I'm helping with all the work that goes into the fight. And I'm like, well, so is Chandler. 
Chandler's doing yeah. all that stuff too, and he's showing up the way in, and he's showing, and he's actually cornering a spider. I couldn't believe he didn't corner him either. Uh, I couldn't believe he didn't show up the way ins, and I couldn't believe he did. Is he too good to put on a jersey? Like, is that is it? He just has no, to. No, because I don't he wears he wears the. I thought I thought that for a moment too, but when they do the uh-huh. training footage, he is wearing the tough yes, yes. uniform. So it's not like yes, he wants he to show up in his own stuff and he goes, well, I, I, I'm only wearing Connor fast or whatever, and whatever uh-huh. McGregor fast stuff. Um, Can, no, he, wear, he wears a tough uniform and what, why are they doing the training? So, um, yeah. You know what? Are they, Can he wear the jersey over the suit? Can he wear the yeah. He should wear the suit. That, that would look so, just good. That would so good. That's a good look. I think so. Yeah. Uh, and to be in the corner with the suit? How could he not corner his boy? I, like, I, that was shocking. It was um, maybe no. This is good though. This is good because to me, Connor. Maybe maybe this is Connor knowing his limitations as a coach. He maybe he goes, you know, I'm too emotional. If I was like the true corner guy, um, yeah. maybe that's why. Um, I don't know. Um, let let. But he's the, shouting. Actually, let, he's shouting over them now. Yeah, he's like yeah. Shouting you, you, over you, them. You hear you hear more was, than anyone else too. I know. How's that, that helping? I mean, imagine if he was actually in the corner. Has he ever actually cornered a fighter where he like where like in between rounds he's the guy going or one of the coaches in the corner go, okay, you need to do this. You got to keep your hands up. You got to you need to put pressure on the guy. Like he's never that guy, has he? Or is he always just is he Conor McGregor and just roams? I want to say he did during his first stint on the Ultimate Fighter. I could be wrong. People in the comments, feel free to correct me. I want to say he did any actual like he was just a traditional coach, but that was. That show was like kind of while his he hadn't quite become superstar god level fame Connor he was definitely a superstar at that point but just hadn't reached he, that he was, next M- level he was of MMA superstar dream. but not like out. yes yeah I got he was on the cusp of becoming this household name or even again my mother knows who Connor McGregor is he wasn't quite there yet so I guess there was still the element of oh I'm willing to do this this stuff and on the show and I don't care but he's so protective of his image now yeah I don't know if he wants to be seen in the trenches in the corner. Um, again, he's not, you know, because training looks cool, right? If you're in your, in your jersey, you're training, you're sparring, you look cool, right? He likes that. Stuff. He's, he's puts video, he shows stuff on Instagram, but like, you know, having to just sit in the corner with a water bottle in hand and a towel in your, maybe he just doesn't like the optics of it. It's, it's hard to say. It's maybe, he, I don't know if there's, there's a ring he wouldn't be allowed to corner, I'm trying to think, yeah, but I can't yeah, imagine yeah. why. So uh, just not a great look, not a great look for McGregor. And I've, I'm going to follow up on this, but kind of, I, I want to ask you first, Casey, who won the, who won the shove? Who won the shove exchange scene? Um, I would say Connor won the shove. Oh, I was, and I'm saying this. Tell me, tell me what you think. When I first saw the shove, I was like, "Ooh, Connor's losing his composure. He's he's just losing control right now. He's letting his emotions take over." But then I thought of it more in terms of. You know, like a, in a basketball game or a baseball game, your team's down and your they your your team needs some sort of emotional boost. This is what Connor does, you know. And and the so the manager will come out in a basketball game and just start yelling at the ref, go like blah blah blah, and basically deliberately get kicked out of the game. Or a, a baseball manager would, would, would yeah, start, yeah yeah you know sure. kicking the you, you know like putting the dirt. He's right. The, you're right in the referee's. You're right in the referee's face, just asking to be thrown out. Yeah, you're just asking they, to like, they, to, like to, toss me, toss me. Yeah, toss, toss, toss me. me. Yeah, yeah. Sure. It felt like that because I think he, I think he realized, hey, the guy that was supposed to win just lost. We have a very good chance of going completely, wow. c- completely, uh, uh, big victory list. Victory list. What's the word? Yeah, winless. Winless. Sorry. Winless. 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 <laughs> we, sure. we have we have an opportunity. We have a good chance of going winless now, and I think, I think that was Connor 
losing his composure a bit, but also going, okay, this is going to hype my team up. And that was the first time all season where we got to see uh, teammates or what the other team, uh, 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 Chandler's team, start smack talking uh, Connor. You're yes. like, oh, come on, let's go. You know, <laughs> and like, and that was good because that was the, that was the first time. Like, okay, these guys aren't these guys are fighters. They're 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 you know like you rev them up and like they're like all right, let's go. They'll brawl right now. And that was the first, like I said, like that moment actually felt real for for a small a small moment for a reality show. And um, I really enjoyed it. And, I, and so I, that's why I say Connor won because I did I do think that will boost his own team's energy because like. Maybe, you know, Connor doesn't show up for the weigh-ins. I think it shows, you know, I'm not sure how much he's there for training. I think that's showing. But Connor kind of going and putting himself out there for at least for a moment. Maybe his team goes, like, all right, you know, that might give him enough motivation to make this season a bit more competitive. <laughs> See, Casey, I was kind of uh, with is, you. Is that, until is, you that, 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 oh, sorry, girl, sorry. No, I was with you. Well, listen, I was with you up until you mentioned that key point because I liked the idea. That he's trying to light under fire, a uh, light a fire under his two remaining guys, uh, who's Landon Quinones at lightweight and Rico DeShulo at bantamweight. Which Both, I don't believe he way, really exists. I don't know if that guy really exists. I which see him one? The, I see him in the Rico. I see him Rico, in the promos at Rico the won, He did. He. I thought like, he won, or he didn't win, or but he was commenting on the the rowing competition last time. Oh, is that? Is that I think that's the only time he's been in the show. I have no idea. <laughs> we saw, by the way, Nate Jennerman's alive, apparently. Uh, Lee's yeah. roommate. We actually saw Nate talk. Oh, Nate's, I was like, Nate Jennerman's back. Nate, Nate. Um, yes, uh, Landon Quinones uh, at lightweight, Rico DeShula at bantamweight. By the way, these are Conor McGregor's fourth-ranked guys, and both of them are facing Chandler's first-ranked. His first-ranked uh, yeah. lightweight and his first-ranked bantamweight. We'll get to that in a second. I was with you, Casey, until you mentioned uh, the team Chandler guys smack-talking McGregor because that's that's a bad place to be if you're McGregor you you can't really it's it's a it's a it's a thing you can't win because if you talk back to them you're talking back to guys who are again supposedly beneath you status wise in the MMA world they're not in the UFC or sorry they were in the UFC they're no longer in the UFC they're UFC veterans um and some might say well, you know guys who couldn't quite cut it the first time around and so McGregor, you can't respond at the same time there's footage now of like Cody Gibson and Roosevelt Roberts and these guys like talking smack at you and justifiably so because your team is 0-6 on national television. There's really no response. Walking away was really probably the best thing. Again, that's just what we saw in, what we saw in, in the final edit. I do wonder if McGregor um, fired back. I doubt it though. I think even yeah. he's kind of like, yeah. I just got to get out of here. I <laughs> I'm 0-6. I got to go. I, I've made my point. I got my shove in. I've talked my trash let's leave and let's you know uh let me go hang out with lee let me go go break this down for lee and, and make him feel better and um because yeah i i i think it was slight edge to chandler just because his team now his his whole team is talking crap to conor mcgregor and chandler going over to oh uh mcgregor's fighters i'm sorry he's your coach I'm oh sorry, that was he's good coach. that I'm was like, good that is right. so thank, mean thank 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 you for so, bringing that up that, that was good that's that was so good. mean that's such a two two-handed Shoving that, that is a, met, a, a metaphorical two-handed shove in the chest, slap in the face. See, that's uh, good. That, that's no why. That's why point. I do like about the show because that's how that's how Chandler kind of does his 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 shit talk, his trash talk by doing that kind of like I'm gonna be so nice. I'm actually insulting you. Kind of like oh god. Oh, we yeah. all we all know people like that. They're the worst. Yeah. 
<laughs> they're the worst. It's like it's okay, but like you did good, buddy. And then and they go to your friends. Like I'm so, oh listen, sorry, you know, sorry, you got to deal with this guy. Sorry, I deal with this guy. Like and it's like it's like you you just come say it to my face. Just insult me. Come insult me. Don't don't go around me. <laughs> Uh, that is the Chandler way, and that reminds me like, when, like if you're if you're rolling in jujitsu, like rolling with a high level guy, and they they submit you like four times in one round, and then as round right the round ends, they go, "Good job, buddy, you did great." I'm like, oh, yeah, thanks. flawless <laughs> performance, flawless <laughs> performance, flawless Casey. performance, flawless performance. I think we'll just touch uh, end on a few uh, news uh, little notes here. I think they made a huge mistake this year, uh, Casey, not doing a proper draft. I know the the. Veterans versus pro, uh, UFC veterans versus non UFC prospects angle appeal to them. They must have decided on that early and would decide to stick with it. It doesn't even make a, a lot of sense given the coaches. It's not like either of the coaches is like particularly new to the UFC. Like I guess Chandler, you could say, but he's been in MA, for, been named in MA for so long. Like you, it's not even like this is the prospect coach versus the veteran coach. Like you don't have that aspect of it. Like it would work with like an O'Malley or something. And I know we always like, we always say think of O'Malley as younger than he actually is, but he still feels like fresh and like it feels like he could lead a team of rowdy prospects. The coaches, the coach is actually a prospect too. Is that what you're saying? Not like relative, relative. Like Relati- if you did relative, like okay. O'Malley versus uh, who's a who's a super veteran bantamweight um, that he could coach against uh, uh, that and I actually know. fight. I don't, I don't. Him again. Him and Aljo might have worked. I don't know. But but the point is like the gimmick doesn't even isn't even that interesting. And we've made fun of it many times. Like uh, they just, I, we all know they mean UFC vet and non UFC prospect. It just looks ridiculous when you put it on screen. And also, the whole point of like, if you're gonna have one benefit of having McGregor's guys on, is when you have that draft, you have that fun aspect of like, oh, is McGregor gonna take like his guy who we know isn't that great? Like, is he gonna use a top three pick instead of taking I don't know, like Roosevelt Roberts or taking you know one of these guys he's not associated with? Because I think he would have. He would have picked Lee Hammond first. He would have picked Brad Katona with one of his first picks. He would have taken Aaron McKenzie with one of his first picks. And that's like what's so fun about the Ultimate Fighter. And when they, uh, GC said, that, you know, one of the most disappointing things was how they just like, oh, you four with him, you four with him. And that means you four with him, you four with him. And it was over so quickly. No drama, no arguing. Connor didn't get to coach one of his guys, didn't get no, to coach No Brad even Katona. like explanation of the reason. It was just here, here, no. here, here. That was it. Okay. Yeah. This is how we've designated them. And I'm like, okay, okay, sure. Like, I don't so, mind gimmicks. I always so say they should do different from, things with the show. From episode one, from the first 10 minutes of episode one, they kind of screwed the whole season, in a sense, for as far as yeah. drama. Yeah, and, and also the cat... The cast has to know. You said it from the first episode. You said, "Man, these veterans." You're like, "These veterans look really good." Like you're like, "This is a, you're like this is a really strong team of veterans." Like they should not. It's very imbalanced. Like the the talent level, experience level, yeah. and so far you've been perfectly right. Like again, with respect to the guys who have experience mm-hmm. outside the UFC, um, these guys who fought in the UFC are these these are Roosevelt Roberts is really good. Like these, there's a bunch of guys in the, the, uh, the veterans team. Every, like, why were they released in the first place? Yeah. The fun, the funny part is like every single vet. I said, you know what? These guys could all legitimately fight on a fight night prelim. No issue. Yes. Except, yes. except Kurt Holliba. And then he wins. I actually thought <laughs> Kurt Holliba was the one guy. And no respect. <laughs> dude, I'm, if you see this, Kurt, man, you proved me wrong. That's awesome. I love being wrong. That's he proved everyone wrong. He, he proved they, everyone they wrong. I thought he was exactly. I thought he was brought in the show. He was. Because he has a record. He's a tough fighter. He looks the part, but he will lose. That's that's why he's that's why he's on the show, and that's fine. That's it's it's a show, and this is how matchmaking works. But um, man, you proved me wrong, sir. Seven dogs, you broke the code. You did it. 
Seven Dogs. Again, another good title for this episode would have been Seven Dogs. Seven and dogs. let me say, hanging out with the Holobaws looks like a hell of a good time. <laughs> I was like, I don't know if I've ever seen any fighter on the show that I'd want more want to hang out with. They are. Just, he's like, every day it's just, you know, like, hanging out with the kids, Eight. hanging out with the animals, ha- eating shrimp. And I'm like, th- in Louisiana, I'm like, this is friggin', this looks friggin'. What, what did have his like, wife said? Like, get yourself a man that can fight and, and cook crawdads. You got yeah, crawdads. <laughs> crawdads that can like, fight, I, you got yourself a man. I was like, that's a good I'm line. Like, I, I like that. I can't do either. So I really <laughs> have a lot of questions to ask about myself. But I would love to hang out with the Holobaz. That looked like so much fun. Um, I'll end on a positive note. I just do want to give a... I'm glad you enjoyed this episode so much, Casey. I do want to give a shout out to the production team of The Ultimate Fighter because we 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 criticize that it's kind of like boring and that's not really... Yeah, that's some of that's on the production team. But there's also like creative minds behind the, yeah. the control of the show. And I'm talking about the people who are just, just doing the nitty gritty, just have to put the show together, just make it a sleek, you know, uh, compact, viewable product, a 45-minute product that's airable. And I think the show is really well done i think the show is really well done. people can beef with the format all they want and say they want to see you know which was more original make more changes but for what it is i got a lot of respect to the crew uh of the ultimate fighter the guys behind the scenes put together i think it's it's a sleek show it's a sleek show. i think it, it's like we, we've been saying it gets a bit tough to watch as the season goes on but when you have a good episode it goes down real easy i thought this episode went by like it just was a breeze it was a breeze to watch very enjoyable every episode though and this isn't the production team's fault because this is the budget Man, the music they put on for the 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 fight montage, the really bad like it was like I'm a warrior, poo, poo, poo. like let's fight. But you know, like that little generic rock track they put on, they put on. Oh, it's so bad, it's so bad, but it makes total sense too. Like, why would I expect a good uh, song or any even a good sound alike song? Yeah, there's there's such bad generic tracks they put on. Casey, let's look ahead to next week. We have number. Yes. I can't believe this guy's even on the show. Why just sign? Just resign this guy. Yes. Uh, Jason Knight, uh, Hick Diaz. The uh, what's his actual nickname? Jason Knight is actually the. Um, he has a nickname. I thought, it's, I thought, it's not his. The it's kid. Not, the kid. Well, he called him. Nah, he's pretty no, much Hick Diaz no, he's now, he's he's the kid. Yes. The kid. This this guy should not have to be on the show. Um, I'm not saying he's guaranteed to win the show, but only because there's other good people on the show who also shouldn't be on the show. <laughs> so I'm not like lock, saying Jason Knight's a lock, but boy, putting in him 23 and seven record against Landon Quinones, seven, one and one. People, if you're out there and you know more about Landon than I do, and Landon is this blue chip prospect that's going to run through Jason Knight, let me know. But this is not looking good for Team McGregor. Yeah. Um, I'll be more shocked at yeah. Landon beating Jason Knight than I was at Kurt Hollibaugh beating Lee Hammond if it happens. Yeah. And we could see seven and next week. I don't know, Casey. What's your thoughts on on the upcoming fight? Uh, when I saw the lineup for the season come out, I was super excited. Jason Knight was going to be on there because it's a reality TV show. But of course, I forgot what tough is, and we've seen no, nothing of anyone. No roommate drama. But Jason what do you think is going on in the house? What What do you think is going on in the house day to day? Do you think there's just nothing they can use? I think there's nothing they can use. It's Jason Knight, man. <laughs> I, I don't get yeah. it. Like, but we know, <laughs> maybe because maybe because after so many years. Like, why would any fighter get drunk even after they lose? Yeah. Or like, they're not, they like, just, no, like, they, they train hard. You watch, I guess, they, I don't know if they, have, they don't have TVs there. I don't know, I don't know what they do. Yeah. No just, TV. Not allowed to watch TV. No. And, yeah, until just, they put they, on, like, here's a fight night. You guys can watch a fight yeah, night. That's it. They yeah. They play cards. So I guess everyone's just sleeping yep. and training. I think it is yep. actually pretty boring. Um, in there, unfortunately. Um, yeah. 
I guess there's nothing for them to do. I don't know. Yeah. Because Jason Knight is, is incredibly entertaining. You just watch his interviews. For people out there who don't know who Jason Knight is, I wouldn't even skip his UFC fights. Watch his fights in Bare Knuckle FC, his yeah. two fights with Artem Lobov. Just freaking wars. Wars, wars, <laughs> wars. Oh, man. And um, they're amazing. So I would watch those fights if you kind of want to get an idea of who he is as a fighter. He's actually more of a grappler. But <laughs> but in those fights, man, he throws and he is one tough dude. The only thing I'm worried about, he is a 45er who is fighting at 55. So uh, mm. we'll see how much that comes into play and how much that plays. Yeah, landing. He's facing Landon Quinones. Uh, Who do you know about? Seven, him? one, know. and one. I'm literally looking this up right now. Fights out of Killcliffe FC, I believe. So there you go. Comes from a good camp, good size, five foot ten, uh, good reach, seventy two inches. Wait, wait. So, Killcliffe. Is that wait? What is Killcliffe? Is that the Florida one? Killcliffe is the former Sanford MMA. Wait, so so that's I thought Chandler is Killcliffe. Isn't Chandler? Uh, he is. So I guess Chandler will be coaching against someone he's probably familiar with. Okay, weird. Yeah, so. So it's, a big it's, camp. Co- it's a big camp. It's a big camp. Yeah, but but I'm sure they share coaches. It's it's so weird they haven't pushed that narrative though. If he he so what narrative? Actually- they haven't pushed any narratives in the show, Casey. Yeah, you're, I know, I know, I know. Well, <laughs> uh, yeah, what, what am I doing? As good as this episode was, it, as good as this episode was, it is just it was just about Lee and Kurt, which is fine. But you again, from episode to episode, the other cast members do not exist. Yeah, they don't yeah. exist. You are not getting any pre-fight uh, hype and set for the episode that it's actually on. So if. Accept, I, I was high on this episode, but if if Lee Hammond actually wins that fight and actually just grinds out Holobot in the second round, is this a boring episode? Yes. Okay. Yeah, we're we're right. just we're just talking about the we're just breaking down the dog curse for twenty yeah, minutes. Yeah, dog right? curse, and yeah. oh, that <laughs> gets his first win. There's no shove, you know. <laughs> well, well, we thought the shove was like a victory shove. We thought like, well, he has to be shoving about some big shove of joy, yeah. but no, it was a shove of maximum frustration. Maybe shove the most frustrating has been on the show so far. Uh, we saw, and the other thing we see is a clip. It looks like Connor like comes into sparring with a bit of bit heated. Maybe he hurts someone with a body kick. Oh yeah, yeah. I have a feeling this. Yeah. I have a feeling this is a tease resulting in nothing. But I don't know. Are you are you optimistic we're gonna get some like <gasps> Connor like took out a cast member? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not. I'm gonna say no because it was a kick to the body, and those things kind of happen. Yeah. If it was like a, a shot to the head, then maybe like, ooh, like Connor, but kick to the body, yeah, you know. And he and he, and he has shin guards on. It's just, yeah, just one of those things. Well, guys, that was uh, episode six. Break your nose, which Connor said at the end to Chandler. Did he say at the beginning too to Lee Hammond? Like he's trying to show the, the uppercut, right? Yeah, yeah the, the, the uppercut. The, like this year. You know, it is fun watching Connor coach slightly the striking it is fun i'm sure he's not like i'm sure it doesn't really help because it's more about like As, i did it's so erratic things. it's so yeah. erratic i can't imagine like <laughs> picking up anything like he's just like okay yeah but it, it, it's neat it's it's neat watching connor's mind works in terms of striking you know uh, i don't think yeah. i still don't think he's 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 a, he's a very bad coach but just but watching him just talk about striking is fun i'd like to see more of that uh the other thing we see in next, well, we see the next week. I mentioned the sparring, and then there's a clip they show of him saying, "Like, oh, I don't know what it is. I'm just so gassed up, just so full of adrenaline. I don't know how to come down." So, uh, people, go ahead, get your jokes ready, get your memes ready. I'm sure GC's already got some uh, tweets ready in the draft. He's a he's a hilarious GC. GC, are you okay? But oh, oh, he's not looking good. Uh, GC, I'm sure we'll be fine and be back next week. I guys, I, oh gosh, oh. I'm Connor Burks. Oh. 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 
Oh God. Um, I won't be here, guys, next week. I won't be here next week or what? the week after. I am traveling to the oh, Mystical yeah. Land and I'm going on a little vacation. I I will I will like let you guys know if I can do the show, but uh, my girlfriend might murder me if I try to do that. So I think for two weeks you may have to be uh, EKC and the EKC and GC show. If you can lure a Jed Mishu or someone under yeah. here, I would. That would be so good. I, would I be signed so on to this to be like the the, the third guy. I was like now now I'm co-hosting every week now. Come on, guys. Well, you love the show. You found you love the show. I, so I, yeah, Has yeah. this renewed your love for the show? You're the Laps fan, and now you're back. Let's move on. All right. Well, we're at the halfway point, guys. Six more episodes to go. Thank oh you, everyone. Oh my God, we're only halfway. So Six more episodes to go. Thank you, everyone who has tuned in so far. And uh, we can't wait to bring more tough hang to you guys in the future. And I will be back soon. But right now, I'm signing off uh, for myself and for, of course, EKC Lydon. Vox Media Podcast Network.